Hello everyone! The clip you're about to hear is from one of our exclusive Patreon episodes on a recent horror release, and just like all of our other episodes, it might include major spoilers for said horror release, so don't listen to it if you haven't already seen it. You've officially been warned. And if you'd like to hear the full episode, just head on over to patreon.com slash horrorqueers and subscribe today. Without further ado, here is your exclusive Patreon clip. So, do we want to talk about the fans? Fans? I mean, I'm going to put fans in fucking quotation marks because the people that are bitching about this movie are not fans. They are just douchebags. Sorry. Yes. If you didn't like the movie, you're not a douchebag. Like, that's, like, again, you have valid criticisms or whatever. But, like, the people that we are talking about are the ones that are, like, in the fucking comments and message awards, specifically on Bloody Disgusting, spouting hateful, sexist, and sometimes racist things <laughs> about this movie. Yep. Yeah. So I have spent the weekend embroiled in this because I have been trying to write a piece on the reactions to this film and how, unfortunately, the discourse has taken on a very specifically gendered misogynistic and sexist tone shocking i know yeah. you're all very surprised like the comments that have been directed and it's almost always men and it's almost always at women and at sophia to and april wolf it's really personal like it's very really personal it often has very little to do with the film obviously by people who have not actually seen the film who have mm-hmm. maybe watched the trailer and who have decided that they feel like this is a personal attack against them, which I think is hysterical. Because if you know anything about this movie, the only reason you should feel personally attacked is if you are a rapist or you're trying to kill women. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like, did you, did you walk out of this movie feeling like you were being personally attacked for being a man, Trace? No, Because I sure as fuck did not. No, and the, the men that are thinking that, it's like... I was going to say tiny dick syndrome, but I'm trying to get away from using that phrase because I saw an article, or maybe a tweet once, where someone was like, can we please, it was a woman saying, can we please stop insulting men who are douchebags by saying they probably have tiny penis and they're trying to like compensate because then it's also reinforcing a stigma that like if you have a tiny penis or a small penis, then like it's bad. Yeah. So I'm trying to get away from using that, that, that phrase. What we're calling out are people who are adhering to the principles of toxic masculinity, where they feel that you know, very much like the treaties of this motherfucking movie, which is spelled out in the end, where men feel that women are usurping their power because they have agency and they have a voice and they're being given opportunities, like these two women who have made this film and get <laughs> women out of my horror films and all this other bullshit. Well, it's also like, there are men in this movie that aren't terrible. E- even the the, the boy, Marty's boyfriend that gets shot in the face um, with the arrow. Also, lots of bow and arrow carnage in this movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, carnage. It's a good know. year between this and Ready or Not, right? Exactly. That was a crossbow, though. Um, eh, but weapons that fly. Yeah, but like it's it's clear that he's fine because when you obviously like he has the moment where he gets the migraine, he's being possessed, and yes. same with fucking Landon. And it's like these guys mm-hmm. are nice; they're just being controlled. And Landon at least fights back. Well, and I think there's a really important moment where before Nate, that's the boyfriend's name, before he even gets possessed, he confronts Marty in the kitchen. So it's right after that fight scene where he basically says, I'm sick of being included under this umbrella of all men are bad. And I think, again, this is actually a really, really important conversation. It is. Because people have misinterpreted this to say, oh, this movie is giving shit to all men, even these nice guys. 
what I think it's doing is presenting Nate as a fucking fallible human being. He's trying his best. He's not always getting it right. In this moment, he's 100% coming off as a huge dick. But the point he's making is not invalid. Right, exactly. And part of this is that this film is engaging in that discourse. I appreciated that because mm-hmm. it's saying, like, Trace, you and I have done this so often on this podcast where we say something and then people call us out and then we apologize and we say, thank you for educating us about this. Well, that's the thing. I mean, like, sometimes am I afraid to make a statement on a topical issue? Absolutely. Because I'm like, you know what? Sure. Maybe I don't know enough about this issue to be, have an opinion. Yes, but it also means that it's an opportunity to educate yourself or to ask for help from people. And the moral of the story is, don't be an asshole. If yes. someone's wrong, <laughs> like... <laughs> it's not rocket science. <laughs> like, just say, hey, you know what? You might want to read this, or you might want to mm-hmm. know this, or I think you're ill-informed, so why don't we talk about this? And we'll talk and have a dialogue. This movie's trying to do that, and sometimes it's successful, like in the kitchen scene, like mm-hmm. in, oh my god, Nate's scene. Other times it's not. Um, yeah. Oh god, also, tiny aside, I did like the dialogue about like what the three favorite animals were, mm-hmm. and they have like, the ant thing, but then when they're in the closet, and Marty's like, we gotta stay together. We're ants. And I was like, God damn it. You uh, one step too far. <laughs> <laughs> Just that little baby step and like the subtlety. No, okay. Yeah, it's it's not subtle. Mm-hmm.